Hello, this is Dave Enns. I'm the pastor at 188 Community Church in downtown Winnipeg, and you are listening to Life Together. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode five of Listening to Life Together. This podcast, or the idea for this podcast, originates out of the life of our of our small church community in downtown Winnipeg, 188 Community Church. And I think it's a fairly unique, fairly diverse coming together of people that come from all sorts of walks of life. And be, because of its diversity, there's so many great stories that make up this community. And, and many of these stories are stories that you may not ever have opportunity to hear. Um, and you, you wouldn't have opportunity here because they're, they're stories of people who don't necessarily fit into the mainstream of our society. They, they aren't what we would call successful or what society would define as, as successful or accomplished or, or, or whatever else. They, they sort of live at the margins of, of society. And yet they have a story to tell. They're people who, who are made in the image of God and loved by God. And, and their story is talks about... Um, what it looks like to, to try to live life well, what the importance of community and supports and, and, and the ups and downs of, of life and all those kinds of things. And I'm a firm believer in that the more that we hear and under, seek to understand each other, the more that we can work together at living well within our communities, uh, within our neighborhoods and, and within our society. So that's the drive behind, behind these stories that, uh, that we're telling on this podcast. Today's episode looks a little bit different than, than the previous episodes. This one uh, looks backwards. This, this episode is done in memory, in honor of the memory of our friend Rob. We got to know Rob in, in I think it was about 2013, and, and Rob quickly became a part of our community in, at 188. Uh, he, he started helping out, he started doing janitorial kind of work, keeping the place clean, and he really took ownership of, of the of the space and it was a a really constant presence there in a a really good way and Rob has a great story a a beautiful story of taking steps forward in order to live um, to live a good life to live to live well now the sad part is that Rob passed away in November 2017 and uh, and even to this day we we still miss him quite a bit in our little community I was going through some video and, and th- old video footage and things like that, and I came across all these old videos I have of Rob uh, telling his story. And it was about, they, they were recorded in, in fall of 2016, so about a year before he died. And I remember sitting down, I remember asking him if he'd be willing to sit down and, and talk about his, his journey a little bit, to let us know where he, he'd come from. And, uh, and he said he was willing to. And uh, of course, like I said, we got to know him in about 2013, but of course, most of his story happens long before that. And as we sat and as he talked and as he shared about who he is and where he comes from, it became very evident that there are things he was willing to talk about, but there are some things in life that he wasn't willing to talk about for, for his own reasons. And you'll hear that, I think. But throughout it all, there was this theme that emerged, this theme of, of, of searching for, for peace and contentment in life. And, and partially that search came out of a, uh, a realization that there's things he's done in life that created a, a lack of peace in his life. And part of it, I think, was just the journey that all of us find ourselves on, that we, we search to find this, this sense of contentment with where life has been and where life is and where life is going. And so that's a theme that comes through again and again and again as Rob tells his story. 
And so today this episode is going to look a little bit different than our, our last ones. We typically have a bit of an interactive conversational sort of interview as people tell their story. This will be very, very one-sided as Rob will talk. And every once in a while you might hear my voice in the distance and it's, uh, you know, from, from a question that I've asked. Um, but largely it's, it's Rob talking. And so I've, I've broken up the story into a few different chapters and I'll interject in between to kind of give shape to where the story is heading. But I hope that you enjoy hearing Rob's story. Uh, we, we miss him and we want to honor his memory by recognizing that his story is a, is a complicated one. And yet, and yet he made some really beautiful steps forward to finding the peace and contentment that he always, always longed for. So here's Rob uh, giving us a little bit of insight into, into what he's striving for in life as he tells his story. I'm striving for peace right now because of my old lifestyle, I was never at peace. I always, back in my old lifestyle, I was waking up wondering, well, am I going to live through the day? I've had police point guns at me, and I'm thinking, is this it? Ay, 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 <laughs> Dave, that is not a good feeling. The first thought in my head is, is God. I says, God, is this a day? That's the first thing that comes into my head. I'll be 60 years old in April. I'm looking for peace. I'm starting to find peace because I'm here at 188. I appreciate it. Uh, I've got my own place now. Well, it's kind of in a turmoil right now because it's up for sale. So I'm kind of edgy about that. I'm more at peace than when I was. My mind used to race every day, like sleep, out of the question. I'm more talking to God more now than I ever have and I think God is trying to help me with put here put this foot here this foot here I keep going you know but I still as I say I struggle with religion it's I maybe I always will but I'm farther ahead than when I was I have prayed for myself for guidance I don't ask for material things <laughs> that's that's not what you pray for i find i pray for guidance i've never used to ask for that but since i've been here at 188 like i say i'm at peace i and i just want to keep going forward so that's rob talking in fall of 2016 but of course that's not where the story begins think of that as like the introduction to the story now we're going to turn the page and go into chapter one and hear Rob talk about the early years of his story. Hey, hi, my name is Rob. I was actually born in New Brunswick, Canada. I left there at a very early age after I graduated at 16 or 17. It's been so long now. As a child, I was, I was very independent. I was always doing things on my own worked all the time lots i was raised on a farm my dad and i got along real good my mom we would just talk like she was a good person but she had different views than my father <laughs> well my dad was like he was an alcoholic but he was a functioning workaholic too so his lifestyle was work <laughs> So I would get up about 4 o'clock in the morning. I'd have to do chores. 
and then I'd have to go home and have a bath and get ready for school. The only thing that disappointed my mother was my father's drinking because he would, he would go on drinking and she was really against that. She would cry, I've seen her cry lots because of my dad. I have one brother and one sister. My, bro my sister is two years younger than me. My brother is four years younger than me. I talk to my sister on Facebook lots. And my brother came to Winnipeg and looked me up. And it's been 20 plus years, probably 25 years since the last time I've seen him. I remember being real young, Mom. <laughs> She was adamant about sending us kids to Sunday school. And the first, well, being young kids, we said, well, what for? Like, why, we gotta go to Sunday school, we go to school. And then we went to Sunday school and we did learn lots. I get so that I could, uh, like, I don't know what kind of game it was that they played, but they'd holler out a uh, section of the Bible and you had to find it real fast. And sort you. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I get to be pretty good at that. <laughs> I was really surprised at myself for being that good. After we grew older, it, Sunday school dropped out of the picture. And my mom and my sister would go to church all the time. But my father, well, no. <laughs> he didn't go to church. I went to British Columbia just as soon as I graduated because I didn't want to stay home and live with my parents. I'm very independent that way. I worked in the movie industry, worked on the set of MacGyver for five years, got it run. I don't know if whoever sees this, if they remember the show MacGyver. I worked in, it was, it's called the greens department. That's where you sh set up uh, bushes, ferns, flowers, uh, even trees, sod, uh, scenery setting up sceneries. If the show was to be shot in the city, we'd have to have plants, like we'd have to change the name on the windows, especially if we had to make it look like United States. There could be no Canadian mailboxes. They had to be picked up and moved and hadn't put an American mailbox there, but everything had to be returned. Or if there was cars that we couldn't get moved, they had to have American plates put on them, <laughs> just stuck on there and then take them off. I remember working on the set of Black Stallion and Mickey Rooney, and we had to make a stream. It, took a lot, it takes a lot to make a stream. We had to dig a trench, and then we had to get a water truck for it to go in there. And out of the blue, I can't remember which scene it was, but one of the actors, he was just walking along, and I don't know what he was thinking, but he was walking. He wasn't even paying attention, but he ended up in this, in this mucky water. <laughs> and he got up and he let out a few uh, syllables uh, I'm not going to mention. But yeah, he just fell right flat first, and it was muddy because it was all trenched dug. And we was running the water out of a water truck, so it was all disturbing all the mud. He looked pretty cute. One of the opportunities you get when you tell your story is that you're able to look back on events that took place in the past and see how they had some influence on how the story went from there. In this next part, Rob talks about a, a fairly simple thing that happened, a kind of a boyhood memory that he has 
that not necessarily changed everything or set a whole bunch of things in motion, but he, he does make the connection between this boyhood memory and, and a larger um, sort of trajectory that took place in his life. And so he'll talk about that and talk about where life started going into a really difficult, really, uh, I think he uses the phrase, off the rails kind of place. And as, you'll, as I said, you'll hear that there are things that he's not really willing to talk about at all. But in not saying things, I think you'll be able to hear a lot of the, the tension and the lack of peace that started to become part of his life as, uh, as the journey continued. So here's Rob again. After I was saying I graduated, I left home and went to British Columbia. Well, before that, I can remember being outside with my father and there was a whole bunch of motorcycles drive by. And I asked Dad, I says, what kind of motorcycles are those? And he says, those are Hawks. I says, what's a Hawk? He says, that's Harley Davidson's. There was quite a few of them. And for some reason, that stuck in my head. And I always thought, I says, I'm going to own one someday. Dad, he kind of knew what was going on. So because when we was really young, he bought us a dirt bike, me and my brother. That got my bug right there. I says, that's... You know, this is what I want, you know. It was great. It was a real rush. So after I got to BC, I worked and I just saved up and I bought one. But things happened and I got involved with a crew that I'm not going to mention. But one thing led to another and I got pretty out of line for a while, quite a while in fact. Police were always bothering me because they used to take pictures that I didn't even know and then they would be pulling me over for no reasons and it just led to, got harassed pretty bad because people I knew where I used to go. Yeah, police, I wasn't treated very nicely. Well, I guess they had their reasons. So how did that, so what was the, what was the impact of that? So what, like, what? That made me uh, more anti-law uh, enforcement. Even though I had two uncles that were in RCMPs, they were RCMPs. Some experiences you have with the police is not very, uh, very likable. When you're held in a when you're held in a room for 12 hours and and questioned and over and over again, and you don't know nothing, it's just like, well, why are you doing this? But it was because of who I knew. Yeah. Like that was really mentally hard. So, yeah, that was going to be my... So what does it do to you as a person? I mean, so... It, it makes you harder. Really harder. You get, like, antisocial against law enforcement totally. But as I grew older and talked to a bunch of the guys, it was I wanted to leave Vancouver, and it was agreed upon. One of the things I've learned in the eight or nine years that I've been downtown at 188 is that we cannot take for granted the supports we have in our lives that help us get through really difficult times. I would venture to say that almost any, any of us are, are one or two really significant traumatic events away from life really going off the rails. And, and for Rob, there was, there was a, an event, the death of his father. He recognizes the death of his father as a turning point, a time when, when things really started changing and not changing for the better. And so what you'll hear over this next, I guess, couple of chapters 
is, is how Rob dealt with that trauma in his life, but also the significance of finding support and finding community in his life to help him get back on his feet, to help him rebuild, to help him start journey again towards, uh, towards living well. So here's Rob talking again about, uh, about this next part of his life. When I came to Winnipeg, I, I worked. I had a, a girlfriend, wife I call her, because I've been with her for <laughs> over 20 years. After my father died, I just kind of, because him and I kept in contact all the time when I was in Winnipeg here, even when I was in British Columbia. I think about him even today. His heart was failing. He had a triple bypass. After 10 years, your bypass is, it's gone. Your warranty's up. So you're on your own. So he gradually had to keep going back to the hospital. And then it got so he had to stay in the hospital. And I knew that once that happens, that it was, you're limited. And then I got the phone call. Hit me pretty hard. And that's when I pretty well, I went into alcohol really bad. When he was still alive, I, yeah, there was alcohol there involved, but not like when he died. It was just like every day. And then I just stopped and I just quit my job. I just I kept thinking about dad. And then it got so just, my wife got sick and tired of me because of the alcohol and not want to be motivated anymore. I left. I lived on the streets. I had no income because I left my job. I couldn't get unemployment. I lived on the streets. Uh, I slept in bushes in the summertime. Uh, I would go out. I never used to steal. That was right against my my beliefs, but I turned into, uh, into stealing from stores. It got so that if I couldn't afford the beer, the alcohol, it would get in the liquor store or bar. I also drank Listerine at a time. I never touched it after. Like, it's like, it's stronger than a bottle of whiskey. Oh, I'm not proud of myself for that. That was really degrading for me. That wasn't like me. Uh, it was what happened. I ran into a pastor. His name was Pastor Doug. And I got working for him. Him and I used to sit and talk. I still did the boost in the stream once in a while, and he kind of helped me out of it. I worked for him. He's no longer in Winnipeg here now, but I still keep in contact with him. I'm here at 188 now. I really like it here. It's helped me majorly. My drinking is pretty well down nil. I'm not quite the perfect angel, but it's down pretty well nil just like nothing for a long, really long stretch. I thank 188 for that. They have helped me very much. I really appreciate Dave and Greg. They have helped me majorly. You'll never find two nicer persons. You know, it's just like unbelievable how they help people. And I have seen people really take advantage and I just want to just blow my top when I see it. <laughs> but I just, okay, patience Rob. They're, they're even teaching me patience where I would have blown up a long time ago, which is great. Me and religion, I've struggled with religion for you. I have faith, 
how far, how much is, uh, you know, I still struggle with it because I believe, but then there's this little thing in my head that says, well, I don't know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen. I'm not quite the perfect angel. I think that's my favorite line that Rob has in all of this. <laughs> you know, and, and I listen to it and I, I listen to him talk and it makes me, uh, it makes me happy that his, that we could be part of uh, him getting back on his feet, but it also makes me miss him that much more. And, and like I said, right at the outset, this is really about honoring his memory and, and remembering together. Uh, maybe you knew Rob, maybe you didn't. And, and either way, I hope that you're inspired by his story. And, you know, and what we're hearing is one of the beautiful things about community. One of the beautiful things that I think community needs to do is that you find, you find yourself in it and you find yourself becoming part of something bigger than yourself. And that was certainly true of Rob. Rob was Rob was Rob, and Rob had had his his story, his own story, and Rob had his own journey with God. And and you heard you know him talk about his doubts and his struggles, and we talked lots about that together. And it was good. It was good, honest conversation. And and I love how he had his face turned towards God as he as he journeyed, and still with his questions and his doubts. And I think it's a very very honest journey he was on. And yet within this individual journey that he that he that he took he he became part of this community and he found some purpose in that he and in this last little chapter he'll he'll talk a little bit more about that how he he started helping people who were in sim- similar situations to where he was and i think that's one of the things that peace with god does that god grants us peace within ourselves but it doesn't just stay there it's a contentment that allows us to turn our attention elsewhere so that we can look at others and find a way to serve and be present and and, and be part of helping others get back on their feet. And that's really what, what uh, is a big part of Rob's story, at least, at least uh, in, our, in the chapter that we are a part of here. So let's listen to Rob close off his story for us today. I'm glad we have this talk. Now you know what I'm basically pretty well about. Just, uh, just the peace. Because back, I was never at peace. Never. Not being at peace is... It's a, it's hard. So if it eats at yeah, you know, if, if previously you would respond to that, if your alcoholism or the, the drinking was maybe a response to that, right? Trying to deal with it. It and was like, how do you deal with it now? Maybe, maybe you don't have to have to. It's it coming in. here. Okay. I feel more peace here. I feel more peace where I live because I know I'm coming back the next day, or I know I can come here Saturday sit. I'm at peace here. I, I'm finding that I'm helping more of the people out that are in situations like I was. You know, if somebody needs something here, I'll try my best to, if they need something like shampoo or something, I'll just give them, them shampoo, soap. If they ask me leave and then come back and ask for more, you know, you've had your share. <laughs> come on. Like, I'm, I'm pretty strict that way. Because that's taking advantage, you know. I know you or Greg would probably say, okay, here. <laughs> but, yeah. But, no, I'm a little more, okay. That's because, like, I have respect for you and Greg. Like, I, I don't like to see him take advantage of me. <laughs> if I see somebody up there and they all rinse a cup out and put it in the, because they had coffee in it, and they put it in the dry rack, I'll go over and I'll put it in the dishwasher and wash it. You didn't even wash that. You just rinsed it. So <laughs> I gross. see that I all the time. It happens. You're right. It happens so all. Gross. I know. So 
and people, I have to, uh, the reason we go through so many towels here, because everybody, the, the people that wipe their face on it and their hands, I, I change it every day. And then I see people trying to dry their cups with it. It's just, oh. <laughs> I was brought up, like, I may have been homeless and like that, but I've been clean, always clean. Like, I can remember my mom smoking. If she put out two cigarettes, that ashtray had to be cleaned. It had to be washed. <laughs> I got cleanliness was... Even where I live, it's there's nothing dirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's peace is what I'm really striving for. Uh, I've never had it. I still struggle with it. Is I struggle with the peace because of my memories, all the memories of incidences that happened and where I've been. I've asked for forgiveness stuff that I was involved in sometimes, a lot of times. Maybe one day I will completely be at peace. You know, is that the day I die and I'll be at peace? I don't know. You know, Dave, I, I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but nobody's exempt. Thanks for tuning in and, uh, and taking time to listen to Rob's story. Like I said, this one has looked a little bit different than our previous previous uh, podcasts, but I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to tell Rob's story, to honor his memory, to remember him, to, to hear him talk and laugh and, and, just, uh, and, to, and to miss him and, and to miss him as well. So thanks for, for being part of that. If you have questions about who we are as a church, 188 Community Church, I, I would love to, uh, love to have some conversation with you about that. Or if you have comments or questions about this podcast, please don't hesitate to connect with me. Uh, you can email me, it's probably the best way, at dave at 188.org, that's D-A-V-E, at O-N-E-8-8 dot O-R-G. And so, uh, again, thanks for taking time to be with us today. I pray that God's grace and God's peace would fill you as you walk through wherever it is that life may take you.